nice that you're watching welcome uh welcome to the unknown series uh, where every week we dive into the unknown world of innovation and venturing this week we put a spotlight on the ministry of defense we want to see how they're doing so on my left um Fons, innovation manager uh, at ministry of defense welcome welcome thank here thank you on my right uh tom uh, my sidekick and colleague also good yep. that you're here welcome thank you Fons, innovation at the Ministry of Defense. If you look back on uh, the past years, can you can you give me an example of something that I uh, that I know about that I can think about? How do you innovate? Well, there has been quite a change over the last few years because uh, until I would say two years ago, um, the Ministry of Defense of the, the Armed Forces basically had their innovation within the defense world itself. And these are always long-term changes, you know, like you develop something over 20 years and then you keep it for another 30 years. Two years ago, we started to develop 13 innovation centers, just looking at solutions which are from the commercial market. Uh, which we can use within defense. They call it dual use. Uh, and that's uh, pretty new. So it's all uh, very fresh, this kind of uh, looking into the startup and scale of world, uh, because we were normally only working with the established big defense contractors. Um, so we're in the middle of that kind of change, and we are uh, doing many, many projects at the moment. To go, and as an example, the hybrid quad, you know, a quad, you know, uh, yeah. but then uh, making it hybrid or fully electrical. Uh, these kind of things uh, uh, go much faster, actually, if you source it just in the commercial world than that if you develop it yourself. Uh, uh, so um, there are more examples. We are looking even into uh, working with the, um, the University of Wageningen uh, on plants, which actually get another color when there is a bomb in the, in the neighborhood. You know, so th this kind of stuff we're working on, which is not what we uh, our normal ecosystem. It's a new ecosystem. I can imagine that uh, the Ministry of Defense, they're very close and careful with new innovation because it can endanger their, their way of working. Yeah. How, how does that work in the, the Ministry of Defense? Well, you have to turn it around. Uh, we have to look at our adversaries, the, the, our com the people who, who don't like us, you know. Uh, so that can be state actors, but also non-state actors. Um, they move very fast. They make use of all that kind of technology and possibilities in the civil world. So uh, if we would say, well, we're, we're not doing that because uh, we only want to develop it on our own side, then we might be too late. So of course, we, we, we look at technology and bring it in a secure environment uh, and, uh, and, and have all the, um, we take all the actions to, to have it secure and you know, don't get it, uh, let it be hacked and all that kind of stuff. But for instance, cyber and uh, counter hybrid is very important for defense because uh, you know ISIS and all that kind of uh, uh, organizations, they use it every day. Uh, so, and, and we, we can develop it all ourselves, but it'll take five to 10 years. So let's source it outside. Yeah, and you said you have 13 different centers. Um, are those centers at, uh, let's say the Navy, at uh, the Air Force? Um, are they all s organized also separately or is there also kind of like a central we, team? We, ha we have a central team, it's called FRONT. Uh, well, that uh, makes sense. Huh? It's an abbreviation for something which is much too long to, to, uh, to tell now. FRONT, and then we have indeed per 
per org per uh, uh, operational company as we call it per opco we have a uh, we have different uh, organization we have for instance kicks which is uh, focusing on information te and communication technology uh, we have air you can guess it's <laughs> from the air force you like <laughs> abbreviations uh. <laughs> oh yeah yeah we are the uh, the abbreviation people um, so um, and but we, so we coordinate so we have one database with all the projects but it's also in development. So we're looking now at the new strategy for the next coming years. Maybe we should merge some parts. Maybe we should um, uh, build a new one. Uh, maybe our approach, uh, looking at our approach and working with the outside world. Uh, uh, maybe we should that do that different. So we're really in a learning phase uh, in this, in this uh, innovation uh, world. Yeah, and is there already kind of? Uh, I think you're doing this now for the for the past years within the the whole military. Yeah. Um, is are there some concrete results or uh, things that have really been changed because of this approach? What you see is uh, well, the two things. One, the the network has uh, has been growing, so we know more and more people outside, and we're getting more use because the military environment is pretty closed. Uh, most of the military actually they they come from the uh, academy and stay their whole life there so the the network is growing this is a good thing but the most important thing in the last two years as far as i can see it is that we uh, we actually know now where the problems are for instance our procurement processes uh, they are very very um, strict and very based on the on the model from the last century uh, and uh, so we have to change that. If we want to work in a fast way, we have to change our process to become more fast. So what, what really, I think, the, apart from what we learned, for instance, we, we did a lot of research on drones already together with, with uh, so there we, uh, we actually t took a conclusion. We shouldn't develop them ourselves. They are being developed already outside and it goes much faster. But very important, what are the impediments, as they saw, say in real agile talk, uh, the impediments, what keeps us from moving faster? We have been able to identify that now and uh, starting to do something about it. Yeah. And uh, in terms of uh, maybe threats, but also opportunities that you see, like what, what are the trends that, that, that maybe you personally are following closely or maybe as a whole organization? Well, a couple of things. Uh, one of the areas where we, um, uh, so you can lo look at this at different angles, w but one is that we are adding a new um, um, area to our portfolio, it's space. Uh, and the nice thing now is that we're starting off from, z from scratch, from zero with space. So this is one of the opportunities to do it complete in a completely new way. So that's what we're, uh, uh, we're, we're in an accelerator also now as Ministry of Defense. And uh, we're, we're setting it up from scratch. So the idea also there is let's look at it at a 21st century approach uh, immediately. Uh, when you talk about the old systems and the old organizations, it'll take more time to, to, make, these, uh, to make these changes. Uh, but uh, we had many small uh, uh, results already, I would say, throughout these 13 centers. Um, but uh, it's not completely into the DNA of the organization yet. So we're in the, we're still, and we're growing and we're getting there. And you see also, it's also the change of, you know, young officers who really embrace it and so forth. So step by step, it's a, it's a 60,000 people organization. Eh? It takes yeah. a bit of time. How does the, how does the Dutch army in terms of innovation relates to other countries around the world? 
If you look at the international innovation in, in, in army world. Yeah. Is there a bright example? Yeah. Well, I think that uh, let's let's be honest. The United States has so much money uh, that uh, and and their uh, procurement systems are very flexible. Uh, we have a lot of uh, uh, legal issues. Well, le not issues. I would say there are legal constraints, European uh, law and so forth, and it's there for a reason. So I'm not saying we shouldn't have it, but it makes it easier for the Americans. Uh, and they, they, of course, from their old role as being a world power. Uh, I say old role. I shouldn't say that officially, <laughs> but uh, but uh, basically uh, they 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 spend a lot of. Uh, they have uh, also it's American, eh? the yeah. the kind of innovative. Now what I see, uh, we're doing quite well compared in Europe to to others. We we match good with the British. The British are also strong in innovation. In Germany, you will see that um, they do a lot of innovation, but uh, they take much more, um, you know, process wise. They take it very gründlich und pünktlich, as the Germans say. Um, uh, but I also see the French. Uh, the, the larger the country, the more money they have. The, the more they, they can approach. Do you it. also learn in the ways how they innovate from different countries, or is it really? It's interesting. This, this is this is one of the uh, the things we are actually ourselves now trying to um, set up a uh, a joint effort with other uh, European uh, and, and and the U.S. Uh, countries on what we call short cyclic innovation. So the long thing is buying new submarines, buying new uh, uh, aircraft and so forth. That's the long cyclic. Yep. The short cyclic is all these projects you do within six to 12 months. Uh, and um, we're looking now into cooperation uh, uh, with, with other uh, uh, countries uh, and, and see whether, and this is a good question, will it actually uh, slow down your your because if, if it is such a short, so how can we learn, how we can we exchange best practices between the countries that's basically the question that at the moment yeah yeah and talking about collaboration uh, i think uh, the netherlands part of the nato yeah. uh, also hosted this year uh, this spring the nato innovation challenge uh can you tell something about that yeah sure the the nato innovation challenge is uh, actually uh, has been organized for the sixth time now and uh, it's every time another country so the us france germany um, czech republic they all did it and then um, Holland actually raised their hand and said, okay, this time we'd like to do it. Um, so this spring, um, we are a host nation, which basically means that the concept comes from NATO Innovation Hub in Norfolk in Virginia. Uh, so it's part of the NATO Allied Transformation Command. And um, uh, we, we, uh, it's, uh, it was up to us to, to, uh, to do something with it. Now, what happened, of course, was Corona or COVID-19, uh, and that uh, that changed uh, the whole story uh, uh, to 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 a certain extent. W what is important? What um, I, I had and responsibility for the NATO Innovation Challenge in the Netherlands, and there uh, there was one thing I wanted to change as from as from the beginning is that uh, basically in the old uh, in the former. Uh, um, episodes, I would say, of the, of the NATO Innovation Challenge, they worked from one central database, which was built up gradually over the years. And I wanted to uh, see how whether we could actually um, go into a new world of startups and scale-ups uh, outside of the known defense world, you know, or some. So, so that was the first change we made. Uh, and the second thing was, of course, because of COVID-19, we had to change our approach because we couldn't make it a big physical meeting yep. and meetup uh, which was planned in Rotterdam um, so we had to do something else and uh, um, well and, and the third thing is that uh, because of COVID-19 
two weeks before the call opened, uh, we had the theme was urban crisis. We made it pandemic urban crisis. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of an opportunistic call, but uh, it really had its, its effect. It was uh, very accurate. Absolutely. And, and uh, to go into that theme, uh, because I think in a, in a few uh, minutes we're, we're going to see uh, two of the kind of the winners uh, yeah. and also what their solution is. What was kind of the, the challenge? What was the, the theme that you were looking for? Yeah. So the idea was pandemic urban crisis. And basic, basically it, it had two, two goals here. One was how can we help leaders, uh, commanders actually to get a full view of the situation at hand? Um, and and also uh, not only looking what is happening in every part of the of the city, for instance, but also how to disseminate between false and true information, but also how to get special teams fast into certain areas of a crisis. Uh, uh, for instance, also when you have to bring uh, people or material there and you can't use a helicopter. Yep. Now this whole idea of how to handle both from a commander's view as from a first responder's view. Uh, a crisis that was actually the call that's a scenario which we actually uh, described and we asked for solutions um, and and now well in the in the last five we had uh, five native innovation challenges we had around 10 to f maximum 50 solutions and we uh, we got 167 so must uh, have had a good partner there that was a very good that was a yeah it was the theme was good the, the timing was good and it was also the approach we took i think yep. uh, um, uh, getting broader into the market with the id and uh, well and, and it got a lot of uh, response yeah yeah cool and you ended up with 10 finalists yeah they all made their own video that was spread uh, uh, via all the channels to uh, to everybody to also vote for 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 the finalists um Eventually, there was an audience, kind of an audience award of one of the startups. Uh, maybe we can take a look at uh, the video first and then uh, let's see what they were actually doing. Yeah. And voting they did so uh, uh they eventually won the the people award the yeah. the, the audience award um what kind of uh, what can you or the nato or the ministry of defense do with them what can they do with yeah. you um a couple of things uh, first of all uh the idea of the public award was also a new element in in this 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 time uh the nato innovation challenge we didn't have that before but we we thought and working together also uh that um 
bring that element in there, especially starting it already, you know, a week before, it would actually enhance also the, the public awareness. And that's, of course, one of the goals of the NATO Innovation Challenge is, is actually making the world uh, aware of the fact that we're looking for new innovations. Now, then the second thing is that uh, in the past you had 10 winners within, uh, say, 50 or 40 solutions. Now we had the top 10 from 167. So it means that there is even much more potential in that whole list of 167. So the top 10 is really the top 10. Now with actual Linkit, their solution uh, came out as the public, uh, uh, the public award winner. Um, we're actually, uh, tomorrow, uh, we're actually having an online demo with the whole group of uh, innovation uh, people from the, uh, from the armed forces, from different uh, sites. Um, that's tomorrow afternoon. And then in September, we have a physical event uh, with them again, uh, where we will sit together with the experts from uh, Army, Navy, and uh, also from Counter Hybrid and so forth, but also the people from the uh, Medic Corps, you know, who are in charge of everything. Well, they supported a lot uh, the Dutch government uh, during the COVID-19 crisis mm -hmm. uh, to work together with them to see whether this solution could be applied within the, in the, in the Dutch armed forces. Um, NATO, NATO Innovation Hub in Norfolk is doing the same. For instance, there in September, we will have a field exercise, as they call it, where 47 of the solutions on fake and uh, true and false news will be tested against each other so we'll have cases yeah. and we'll test every solution on those cases it's validated yeah but, but exactly. those, those 47 like they come from the 167 yes. applications yes. Yes. cool so yeah. it's not only the 10 finalists where there is a no, follow-up no we, we look at all of them That's so what we do what we do is basically that we give the the winners we give most attention so they get first seats but uh, the whole database of 167 is now on our SharePoint site internally. Yeah. And all those 13 centers I mentioned, they're all looking at the 167. Okay. So they review it again. And of course, we'll, we'll work on the, on the top 10. Uh, we already, I know that uh, from one company in the top 10, we already bought the product. Last week, we already did a, a, a procurement. So uh, it can go very fast. Yep. And what is the uh, name the company? No, no, no. That's too. Uh, that would be too, too classified. Early. Yeah, it's <laughs> 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 the first first classified we have yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what what is uh, is there a kind of a common challenge that you see with all kind of by working together with those startups maybe on data privacy or? Um, uh, well, you know, for for uh, I give an example. We're one of the companies uh, from another uh, uh, innovation uh, challenge. Um, uh, they have a very interesting SaaS model, software as a service model. Uh, however, uh, that model cannot, we cannot use that because we can only do that in a secure environment. Yeah. So what you get then is that you get into discussion that their whole system should be copied within the secured environment of the defense organization. And then you have a complete new business case. Yeah. So uh, that's sometimes uh, something new uh, for for a uh, scale-up or a startup to 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 see uh, how they can handle that. Uh, but that's interesting. So we'll we'll have a look at that, and um, often they are supported by investors and others to uh, to work on that. So uh, that's a bit sometimes a bit of a challenge, but. Uh, um, as long as it is clear what we want to achieve, and sometimes they come to the conclusion that the business case is not is not there. Uh, yeah. But uh, that that's one thing to work with defense organization. 
in general for many of the things uh, like for instance drones uh, yeah sometimes you have some adaptations uh, but uh, in m most of the solution is is dual use is really useful yep. uh, and the interesting for the hybrid quad for instance we actually got the request from the our own organization they said we should have a have a hybrid quad then we actually uh, started working with a uh, small medium enterprise who does this kind of stuff and we build a prototype now uh, and we we sub subsidize that a little bit to help to make that happen now there is a product and this small medium enterprise can now sell this on the civil uh, market yeah, uh, mm. and they can also uh, and also the defense organization can procure it so it, it actually creates opportunities for those companies and in this in this case defense is helping them actually to make the next step yeah yeah cool yeah, so we just saw uh, actual link it the, the audience voted for them um, let's now take a look at the company that kind of you guys picked yourself uh, yeah. as the, the the winner Yeah, so the big question, uh, why did they win? Well, I think um, I, I was not in the jury, so I cannot uh, tell what the jury uh, uh, thought and discussed, but I can imagine two things. One, uh, it was born, uh, the idea, uh, by, uh, w with a journalist. You know, it's not uh, uh, some military or somebody else or a, a technical person who actually invented this. It's somebody who saw this is an issue. Um, and secondly, you see the whole presentation here is very clear cut, very simple, very focused. So they, they chose something that said, this is a clear, clear issue. Is this photo or video, is it true or false? Very simple set, but that behind that is quite a, a bit of uh, artificial intelligence, of course, uh, to, to find that out. So I think, and it actually addresses a problem. Because as a commander, we talked about the scenario, you get all this information, and is it correct what you get? Uh, and if you can actually uh, get information in real time, whether it's correct or not correct, and it can be filtered out, it really is a, a tremendous uh, value yep. uh, at that moment. So uh, that's, I think, uh, that made it a very, very strong uh, proposal. Um, and uh, well, you know, they get, uh, they get all the attention now. But of course, that's classified. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> second classified. <laughs> and they're one of the, the the 44 companies that will be validated in the upcoming months. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're part of that, and uh, of course, they um, uh, the, the important is that the 
the the the true and false news is to, of course broader than only video and uh, and 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 photos it's also in text messages and every kind of stuff you see via social media and so yep. on. yeah yeah um, maybe as a, uh, you already touched upon it. Uh, so normally the NATO Innovation Challenge would have a big pitching event, a, a big, a big yeah. end day. Now we had Corona, so yeah, that couldn't happen. So um, you adapted quickly. You organized a lot of stuff online. Um, what what would your what were you? How did you adapt? Um, well, the first uh, reaction, uh, of course, was uh, it cannot take place. Uh, and then uh, we thought about it because as military you have to be adaptive you know uh, you see the situation changes and you have to uh, adapt to, uh, to to reach your goals and we already did so much effort uh, so we had something like okay let's let's go on but we have to do it online and then the first thing you uh, think is online is like let's do an MS Teams meeting uh, but that's very boring um, so uh, then the, the idea of the public award was born uh, and then, of course, uh, we worked uh, with with you guys from the non group to uh, to um, to think about how could we make this g get audience for this and get more get make it more lively. Uh, also, with respect to all the all the 167 who actually come up with solutions, of course. Um, so it was a bit of a uh, also here. I I always say and I say it about innovation. It's a learning project. Just here, it was also something that I said. Okay, let's. Um, as Pippi Lankau says, I've never done it, uh, so I think I can do it. Um, so it's the same story here. Uh, we we thought let's let's try this, and um, if it fails, okay, it fails, but but I think it, it can work. Well, finally it did work. Yeah, yeah. What um, um, what did you create? Like uh, you helped out? Yeah, yeah. So uh, in the beginning, we had uh, Fons and I had a chat about uh, about the whole uh, NATO Innovation Challenge uh, pitch day. Like, yeah, what can we do? And I think the most commonly made mistake in virtual events is that you simply copy your physical events to an online environment, and uh, that is something that simply doesn't work. Um, so you need to really took a take a look at like what do you want to achieve? Yeah? So you want to have. Uh, so one of the main goals was we want to select the best solution uh, for the for the NATO Innovation Challenge. So we need to have meetings with the jury. But secondly, we also want to be proud. We as, we as a NATO Innovation Challenge of the Spring 2020 edition, we're proud on these solutions. So we want to showcase them to the rest of the world. Like look who, what we do and look how we can help these solutions and grow their, uh, you know, bring their solution to market. Um, and the third one is you also want to engage. You want to connect with people and you really want to people to actively take part in the program um, so that's why we came with uh, with the whole setup w w which we did now and um, one of the most important uh, parts we already touched upon it with uh, the video of actual link it is the public uh, the public voting campaign uh, so we made a whole video series uh, of those uh, solutions 10 videos of about 60 to 90 seconds where they pitched their solution we professionally edited those movies to look you know you've seen it they it looks quite nice uh, and then we had a voting campaign of seven days where the general public could vote on their favorite solution um, that generates a lot of exposure for these for yeah. these solutions but also for the whole NATO innovation challenge so that way you place them on a kind of a, a, a podium yeah. and uh, then on the pitch day itself you know uh, you already said it you ended in the studio yeah, yeah. You can yeah. do them MS Teams, 
or you can actually go to a uh, really virtual environment where people also really have the feeling they attend an event. Was it your first time uh, in front of a green screen? Uh, no, 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 no. I've done other things uh, before, but uh, it, it was, um, so I've been in studios uh, more, but uh, the, the, the real uh, b uh, bizarre thing was of course that this, the audience, for instance, uh, I've been on podia uh, on a podium uh, several times, but actually they were all, uh, you know, via Zoom. Uh, so yeah. uh, I couldn't see them, but uh, in in the picture, the audience sees they they see actually a kind of you know all kind of screens uh, in the audience, uh, uh, more or less. Yeah, we have but some pictures of it, uh, Leon. So uh, yeah, you were yeah. standing here, but actually you were just uh, in yeah. front of a green screen. Yeah, it was not really a green screen. Oh, this is green, but this was a kind of a moving uh, uh, picture uh, all the time. And uh, uh, and of course, the here you had the um, the the footage or the uh, the um, the lines from from the other cities coming in. So um, I could see that. I could not see everything, uh, but. Uh, and that was a bit of an uh, interesting thing I had to uh, We practice. had to practice it a couple yeah. of times. You see yeah. the guy on the top, he constantly was standing yeah. on the left or right side of Fons, waving his yeah. hand, because Fons, of course, you, re you really didn't see the people, but just oh. have to look to the left side or look yeah. to the right side. It was yeah. uh, hilarious but to see. Yeah, but if you see it then actually uh, what was, uh, you know, what the audience saw, then it all seemed to be at one place. Yeah. So this was done uh, yeah, quite nice. Um, but when I came into the studio, I saw a large group of people uh, behind all kind of consoles and so forth. And okay, it's it's a bit of work <laughs> to make it happen, but the result is very good. And it was really a show, a show over the several continents. Uh, and uh, the feedback from the colleagues from uh, from from Norfolk, from NATO, was a really really positive uh, one. The uh, one of the people there in the jury who was uh, originally the initiator of the NATO Innovation Challenge said that it was the best ever. So uh, the Italians have to beat us now. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> Italians are next, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we have some photos of the actual uh, event. Uh, you were in front of a green screen. Yeah, the I think the the the, the funny thing was uh, we entered uh, the studios and uh, you know for for the people at home it looked like you see in the left bottom like a big stage etc. But in the end it was uh, simply a uh, there were all screens over there where Fons was uh, standing. Uh, yeah, the, the actual uh, actual thing, the mine base in Rotterdam. There was an actual center in Norfolk, America. Yes, yes, and there was one uh, jury member in Washington D.C. Uh, so we basically had uh, four locations uh, and then of course everybody from all over the world was uh, was calling in so uh, we you know we had to move from one uh, location to the other but that went very very smooth and for the audience looking you know uh, on the screen they they had the, the idea that they were you know close uh, at, at the event itself yeah, and then uh, I was at home just watching it. Uh, I think uh, the, the the show itself was was really engaging, and I think it was only forty five minutes, but yeah. everything was there, and all the podium, uh, all the, the the finalists really got their podium. So uh, that was a great job. Yeah, and I must say one thing is what you mentioned before, Tom, is that uh, the one minute videos were edited before, and I had some doubts of whether that was necessary, but I at the end I must say I'm fully convinced that that was a very very good uh, move because uh, it really made it much more entertaining uh, and you kept the, uh, the, the attention of the people. So this was well done, yeah, yeah. overall. Yeah, nice. 
Yeah, so the NATO Innovation Challenge is one way of for startups to 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 approach you to work with uh, with 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 the NATO with with all the the joint forces everywhere in the world. Um, what are other ways to to reach you, and what is also what kind of solutions are you looking for? Yeah, well, basically, we will be more and more present at uh, at events with accelerators, with uh, challenges, with uh, with festivals and so forth. So uh, we have this mind base, as we called already in Rotterdam, is a kind of uh, meeting place for. Uh, startups and academia uh, to, m to meet with the defense organization so more and more we're organizing events where we uh, invite uh, innovators um, and apart from that we we just have a, a an address a webmail address and, and a number to call if you have a very good idea and then it finally lands in one of our 13 innovation centers yeah perfect um, Tom thanks for today Fons thanks You're and um, if you are one of those founders let it know and otherwise uh, i'll see you next uh, next week thanks